From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parman and McCready, Clark Ford Studio, coming to you this afternoon, 1.30 for our uh, start time, just in case anything happens uh, a little later in the day or while we're recording, you'll have an idea of when we're actually saying these words. So 1.30 on Wednesday, getting to you today. We'll uh, we'll just kind of talk back and forth. We'll have a few conversation topics as uh, some semblance of news is happening. So we'll go over a little bit of that and more today on the show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Memorial Day sale, one day only coming up. That is on um, Monday, May 20... <clears throat> Sorry, losing my... My voice already not good. May 25th for that one. Two slabs of ribs, $25 there at the Oxford Exxon or all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. $33 for three slabs. A slab feeds more than one person. So take advantage of that. A couple uh, slabs for $25. Three slabs for $33 from all Blue Sky locations. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amy, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote. Within 15 minutes and business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. What makes uh, Clark Ford special is kind of what they're doing today. Campbell's car. She has an Explorer. It needs servicing. And uh, Mr. Jim called, came and got it, picked it up, left Campbell a car she could use for the day. He's bringing it back later today. That's the service that they give you that virtually no car dealer gives you. And you get that at Clark Ford. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. He'll begin to prove it to you when you make that call. 662-257-1900. Guests, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Water is open. They'll be open uh, full service starting on Friday. Uh, They're open, what's today, Tuesday, Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. So they're open today and tomorrow. 3.30 3.30 to 10, and then Friday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to uh, 10 p.m. Uh, it's located at the Sardis Marina. You can experience outdoor dining unlike any place in North Mississippi. The menu offers shrimp and Mississippi catfish platters, along with gourmet burgers, Louisiana-style po'boys served on Leidenheimer French bread. They have a newly expanded picnic-style dining area, signature appetizers, including Zydeco shrimp, crawfish egg rolls, and uh, they have a lot of fun cocktails, including their famous house frozen margaritas. They still have to go. They still have curbside pickup if you so choose. That is available to you by calling 662-712-6162. Mr. McCready, how are you this afternoon, I guess now? It is afternoon. I'm, uh, I'm good. I uh, knocked my workout out as fast as I could. Two of them. Cardio par- portion of the workout and then jumped in the shower and. Got in here and I think I made it on time. You did make it on time. It was like right at one thirty. I was doing a couple things. You were doing a couple things. It's all good. Uh, schedules are less important these days. You know, you kind of get started when you get started these days. It seems like a little bit. So um, it is well, what it is. We're I all try good. to plan my day such that I'm busy at the lunch hour so that I don't eat it. That's sort of my plan, and it, it it's 
kind of started to work. Like I got up this morning early and did the push and pull on the river birch tree that now replaces weightlifting at the gym. <laughs> I did it early. I was actually finished with it like at 745. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then I ran up at 11 something and I did two 30 minute workouts and a five minute cool down and here I am. So, um, let's see. First, because I will forget otherwise, because I forget things. Um, schedule change tomorrow. We typically go Thursday night for our live show, 5 p.m. for that tomorrow. Um, we are going to have a wine tasting from Mr. McCready. Yeah, it's a uh, cask uh, vineyards. Um, don't want to overpromise that, but that appears to be the case. I'm still waiting on a response. Oh, are we, oh, well, I'm sorry. still waiting on a response to an email, but I think we're all good. You think we're okay? Yeah, um, she's gonna she's gonna Skype in. Is my guess. As of a little while ago, she had not yet responded. Okay, but I'll I'll text her. She responded to text, so I think we're. Uh, you I, think we're good? I'm I'm 99 sure we're good. Okay, so five o'clock for that show. As long as that uh that goes off, we will uh, probably take some calls. We'll test some uh, some wine from Cask. Uh, Ole Miss men's golf coach Chris Malloy is going to uh, join us, hang out, have a few sips as well. So we'll uh, we'll have a good time tomorrow. It's at a lot of wine. Again, it, I saw the box. It was a lot well, of that, wine, and that's just the red. The white. That was just the red. The white is being chilled. Seems like there's a rosé. So we thought we had a lot of mead. We got a lot of wine. Yeah, it's a lot of wine. I mean, I'm a little... You kind of leery of it a little well, bit? Well, I mean, we're going to have to be careful because we have a lot of equipment. There's, It's probably going to be one of those deals where there's going to have to be some getting Bringing up. in and out. Yeah, and getting some. up and moving around. and It'll be okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. So a um, couple different things news-wise. We'll get to one and then the other uh, today. We've got plenty of time. We'll be with here with you for a little while. Um, I posted a story about 10 minutes ago. It's still in the final processes of all the the I's and the T's and whatnot, but Ole Miss, uh, Keith Carter will extend Mike Bianco out to a four-year contract extension. That is the maximum allowed by the uh, by the state of Mississippi. Mike uh, coached this season with three left, as Keith did not extend him last season um, prior to uh, this 2020 year after the Super Regional lost to Arkansas. But he will. He will be extended out to two, four years. They are, however, restructuring some of Mike's contract. Mike, as most people know by now, but I'll run through the quick version of this. He was given a contract at the end of 2014 from Ross that whatever his escalators and bonuses were at the end of the season, those added up to his base the uh, the next year. So they basically got raises no matter what bonuses he hit because those bonuses got added too. Well, at the time I understood it. Um, nobody necessarily expected the way it would play out. Mike is very consistent. Mike has really good teams. Mike has not been back to the College World Series. So that inflated a salary into a top five salary without another College World Series berth. Um, they are trying to correct that. I've heard nothing, but everything's been fine from that regard. Um, however, it will uh, it will change a little bit. I know the emphasis is going to be a little more on super regionals, a little more on college World Series appearances from a bonus structure as they move forward. And now all this too, and this is a caveat that I put in the article. These are the contract terms. We'll see what happens from any kind of salary cuts or other things necessary as we get through the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic and see how athletic departments' fiscal years are, are influenced by that. Is the COVID nineteen language in the contract? I have no idea. I've not been told that. Um, my assumption is that there is, well, my assumption is that there are outs for that in every contract at this point. Um, 
I've talked to multiple people at multiple schools who basically said that they wouldn't be shocked by 10%. And this is just a number out there. Nobody's saying reporting this. But I know a lot of schools are thinking about 10% salary cuts for its highest paid employees is kind of the way that they a lot of schools are, are considering this at this point. So I think that's possible off the top. Um, multiple people have said that. But again, we'll... Uh, We'll see. I, I, Ole Miss's fiscal year ends June 30th, and they got to kind of figure it out from uh, from that point after that. So um, that's that, that's where it is. Um, Neil, you and I had both uh, spoken to Keith kind of about the same topic. She made some stuff on the board yesterday. Um, I have this right, correct? That they uh, and again, this is on the message board. You can find that at rebelgrove.com. The one big change so far has been if you are academically in good shape, you are not taking summer school this summer. Um, if you need a class, you can have it, and that changes the way the aid works for some uh, for some players. Correct? Yeah. So if if you're if you're on if you're eligible to play this fall academically and you're on path to graduate, they're waiting for the NCAA to pass a waiver that allows them to get room and board stipend and meal stipends yet not go to school this summer and still be able to train, which listen, I, I know that it's a unique time. It, the, the people that don't are unwilling to, to, to acknowledge that this is opening a, an, a, a pathway to something. You can say it's a one-off and you're right. But when you bring football players in this case, because it's nobody else, it's just football players. When you bring football players to campus and you give them room and board stipends and you work them out at your facility and you call them student athletes, but for three months they're not students, mm -hmm. they're just athletes. You get into a you get into a, a slippery slope. I very rarely in my career agree with Dan Wilkin. Dan was right yesterday. Credit where credit's due. I don't think the players are going to be motivated to unionize, but if you're a handful of those guys, and I mean, listen, I talked to someone the other day who whose son was one of those players impacted, and there was a little frustration there. They wanted to take a class. Wanted to get some summer hours out of the way. And, you know, that was always kind of part of the... It's always been common to get those hours when you can because there can be sometimes when you, it's hard to get a lot of hours. So you sort of make it work where you can. Yeah. So there was some frustration there. No big deal. Not the end of the world or anything like that. But there was there was some frustration there. So, And then there's people, you know, like Gabe DeArmond was on the Oxford Exxon podcast yesterday. And Gabe and I have talked about this a lot. And People push back on not here, but some people over at Missouri push back on him and said, "You know, you're being you're, you're being anti-football." And he said, "I'm not trying to be anti-football. I'm just trying to be honest about this. You you are you are officially eliminating the student part of student athlete when you bring them to campus for three months and don't let them have classes that are paid for by their grant. There, and there's no way around that. Now the people that say, well, the, if you read Ross Dellinger's uh, story and I did about all the things that will have to be done at these facilities and whether you think that's insane or not whether you think it's what justified or not I'm told that Ross's story was spot on that he absolutely nailed exactly what is in the the literature that's being given to schools asking schools to then also plan around academic classes and tutoring and all that stuff might just be too much 
to playing around. But you're still getting in a slippery slope. There's no way around that. The players, I said this yesterday, and I, I, I think I'm right, the players have never had more leverage than they have today. Well, there's no doubt about that. Um, in public leverage, where it's not – it's always been there, but not one of those deals where, hey, it's it's so out in the open and just kind of the deal where, hey, everybody, if you have any logic to you, it all goes, okay, I, yeah, I, I I get it. That makes all the sense, you know, because you've always had the, you've always had the little bit of fight about the, hey, well, they're getting, you know, they're getting their scholarship and they're getting this and they're getting what, but right now the way this looks, especially given what the stadiums could look like, what what's going to happen. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of leverage there. There's more than any other time. There's a uh, there, there there's no doubt about that. Um, from an on field standpoint, or I guess from an actual um transfer standpoint, where are things sitting right now with Fabian Lovett and uh, Jerry and Jones? Um, I think they're both in the they're both officially in the transfer portal. Okay, and as of last night, at one point last night, n- neither were in the portal officially. I think they're both in the portal officially. Um. From just talking to some people, I think Ole Miss is a little further along with uh, Lovett than they are with Jones. Not that that means anything. I don't know what that necessarily means, but um, I think you have to like Ole Miss's chances with both based on just some of the things that they've put on social media. There are tea leaves here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, obviously Ole Miss would want both players. And uh, the next question that people have is, well, will they be, will they be eligible immediately? The NCAA is scheduled to vote today, I think. I was looking as we were getting started to see if there was any news. Could could conceivably vote today about the one-time no transfer, no penalty transfer. I think the common belief is that that's going to get punted. Okay. Um. So that'll be a little further down the road. But they could apply for a waiver. I would, I would start whether it's Ole Miss or Oregon or anywhere else that they might go, Florida State. They will apply for a waiver, whether they whether the waiver is granted or not. Why is, not? Is, yeah, well, everyone yeah. applies. Whether the waiver is, is granted or not, I don't know. Um, I don't know what role Mississippi State would, would play in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the grievance would be, whether it would be an, an off-the-field situation. Obviously, there's a coaching change. Um Stuff like that. I, I just I don't know. It's too early to, to you know. You find some things. reason and go with it and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. You you see what happens. So to my knowledge, that's that's what will happen. Um but it's it's too early to it's really too early to say what would happen on a waiver process because neither guy has officially announced his intention to to go to Ole Miss or, or whatever. They certainly have Ole, they being Ole Miss certainly have the scholarship room for both of them and would take them both. I know that there's been, um, I use air quotes here, uh, media comments reverse um, relating to the the transfers, potential transfers, the transfer portal. Look, guys, it's a we're all aware of certain credibilities here, um, and at some point when things happen, and this, this doesn't even just go for anybody covering state. There's people at a lot of schools. In this case. When every time somebody leaves or something negative happens and it's someone else's fault and there's a reason for that and there is shady activity, come on. Like, look look in the mirror a little bit. Realize that that's just going to be the play. That is the one play in the playbook, and that's the play we're going to every single time. Um, I'm not shocked by any comments at all. Um, there's you know, so many people in the transfer portal in all sports. That's, I mean, the transfer portal has become a very crowded place. It's so crowded, in fact, that the majority of the people in the transfer portal can't find a home. Yeah. 
Um, one of the reasons that coaches are concerned about um, the transfer portal, about the one-time thing being passed right now, is that they can't have face-to-face contact with their guys at least until June 1st and probably closer to June 15th, frankly. Uh, maybe June 8th. It might be in the middle of the two. But regardless, there's a concern that it would just be a mass exodus at all schools, all over the place, in multiple programs, where kids would just go, out oh, of hell with it. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm at home in blank, and I'm going to go to blank state because it's here. I mean, there's, that's, you know, there's, I don't know what as I mean, I, I really don't, I, I, I try not to pay attention to, it's going to sound mean, I try not to pay attention to that network. I know a lot of the people who run that network, I think some of their algorithms are silly. Some of the trash talk that the top people at that network at 24 seven do about our network. I find it to be really unprofessional. Um, Shannon Terry takes shots all the time at rivals that I, I don't really understand because he's friends with a lot of the people that yeah. he's taking the shots at. So I try not to pay a lot of attention to it, honestly. So I, I, I don't know. Honestly, don't really know what was said, what was implied, or why you as a journalist, and if you're attending games on a media pass, you're a journalist, whether you claim to not be one or not, Um, why you would – go out on on a limb that, that you couldn't support that you couldn't document is beyond me but i don't really know precisely what was said maybe you can fill me in a little bit uh tampering um race gets pulled in at one point you know the hot top and hot buttons what you what you would what was said about race um i believe i saw i saw a screenshot if it's incorrect or photoshopped admitting that now don't know obviously i wasn't on their side Essentially, that Ole Miss was more racist than Mississippi State um, from a fan standpoint, from a from a whatever standpoint. Any kind of a formula used? To, not that I'm aware of. I was not aware of any uh, scientific uh, principles that were put into play for this. No, a hypothesis that was tried to be that tried to be proven. Was it an equation that you plugged in the numbers and ran some models and ran a math? And I'm not aware. I'm not aware of one. It's interesting. The Pythagorean theorem, I don't believe, was used in so the, the, Ole Miss, the, the Ole Miss fans were more anecdotally, of course. I mean, yeah, right, usually right. that's yeah. I mean, that's where someone at Ole Miss ought to push back. Apparently, one said tampering, one said racist. They each went with one, oh. one, one, one thing. Well, the tampering thing. I figure everybody's tampering right now, frankly. Just I, I'm a yeah I'm a little cynical. Been around Neil a while. I, I do. I just kind of think everybody's sort of tampering to some extent at this point. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about tampering: it's only tampering if you can prove it. Well, it's also only tampering if it's coaches. Well, it's true. Yeah. I mean, if these kids all know each other, they've all camped together. These both of these kids are Mississippi kids, to my knowledge, and that right, Olive Branch and that is correct. Yes, yes, yes. That is correct. Where's uh, Where's Jones from? Is Jerry he from Brandon? Jones is. I had this a second ago. I knew this. Yeah, he's from Brandon. No, okay. Northwest Rankin, but whatever. Okay. Same thing. So they all know each other. They've yep. all played All Star games together. They've played seven on seven together. They've played each other in high school. A lot of them were basically represented by the same handler. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's we're going to be, we're gonna be real, right? I mean, yeah, they, they yeah. all know each other. So they 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 have communication with one another. So if if it's true that Jerry and Jones came up and you know had lunch with two or three Ole Miss football players, that's not tampering. 
That's visiting friends. Now, if he came up and had lunch with some of the Ole Miss coaches, well, that's a problem. That's tampering. The IHOP thing can't happen if we're not under certain situations. Yeah, yeah. not with, you know, I mean, in all seriousness, everybody likes to get on Harbaugh about that, but those guys had clearance. Yeah, to, that, was, that was legal. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, Jim Harbaugh had permission to meet with those kids when he met with them. Uh, Ole Miss coaches don't have permission to meet with kids that aren't yet in the portal, and, and to my knowledge, that has not happened. But some of the tampering stuff, I mean, if – if the kids at Mississippi State, the football players, call the Ole Miss players and say, hey, man, what's up? That's not tampering. Hey, man, you want to meet and have a have a burger? That's not It's tampering. impossible for Jay Stanley to tamper. Yeah, he and, is his and, friend. Unless you can prove in this hypothetical that Jay Stanley was instructed by Terrell Buckley yes. or Lane Kiffin or someone, hey, call him and say this. Okay, that's tampering. Yeah. Now, Th- them going to get a burger is not tampering. Prove that. Yeah, Jay Stanley calling and saying, "Hey, dog, I heard you're in the. Uh, We'd lo- I'd love to have you join me. Yeah, okay. I heard you're okay. in the transfer portal. Would like for you to join. That is not tampering. No, and that stuff happens constantly. And so, if that's what he's talking about, man, dude. And then let's be real here. I, I've, I can say it now because he's gone. Not Van Jefferson, but the Nixon. What was his name? The receiver at Ole Miss. The Trey Nixon. Up, Trey Nixon. It was August of, I guess, 17 or 18. I don't know. Whatever year that was. And Trey Nixon was uh, in the parking lot after practice, and I was leaving to go back to my car. And Trey Nixon's on very clearly on the phone with another coaching staff. That stuff was happening all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I presume that stuff happens all the time. I mean, Talia Tungavaloa knew where he was going in all likelihood before he got in the portal. 100%. His family knew the coach at Maryland, whose name escapes me right now. Loxley. Loxley. So, was there, quote, tampering, end quote? Well, yeah, but come on. Give me a break. Everybody's got a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions tied up in this, and they can't just—they just can't help themselves. It, 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 it. Well, this is why I—I I mean, I think you sometimes you have to be—you just got to be careful when you do a job like they do, where you're so emotionally wrapped up in the program that you cover, you—you're unable to be objective at all. They've had a coaching change. Coaches have left the program. Lots of coaches have left the program. How many coaches did Leach keep? Off of Moorhead staff, do you know? Uh, no, I'm top of my head, but it wasn't many at all. He took a lot of his Washington State staff with him. So it's a brand new coaching staff. That's not who they signed with. Uh, there's been a pandemic. They don't know Leach. They didn't. I don't think Mississippi State had spring either, or if they did, they didn't have much. No. Like Missouri had three practices. Um, it's instability, and then I know that Fabian Lovett was very upset about the the Leach tweet where he was trying to make a joke yeah he he didn't find it funny right he was upset and then here's the news flash i said this last year and a lot of those people kind of pushed back against me but my sourcing was really good that's been a pretty fractured locker room for a while now it was a fractured locker room going back to last summer quite frankly moorhead did a pretty good job 
managing it through the regular season, and then you saw it boil over at the end of the year. Well, and frankly, I mean, I'm not in their locker room, but just from outside looking in with either the the, the, the moves here with transfers, as far as guys being in town, when you've got a pretty fractured locker room, you can't really be around them much right now anyway. You can't be around them at all anyway, but when you could, Leach was in Florida or Key West or whatever half the yeah. time. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. there's lots of stuff. I mean, it didn't look like there's a ton of rep- repairs going on, so... I don't know. I'm. We'll see. We'll continue to follow it. We'll if we something else pops up in my head as far as uh, those two guys, we'll go over that in a uh, in a minute. But we do. I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga Underwriting and Processing is in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. 662-234-2704 or JLOWE at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. I'll have. Uh Food for Thought on Thursday. It's, it's brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. They specialize in on-site large event catering for up to 250 people, off-site full catering services, especially beverage catering. If you're planning a birthday party, a graduation celebration, a rehearsal dinner, a wedding reception, or other type of event like that, maybe it won't be long until we can all sort of get together. And uh, the Iron Horse Grill is going to be your answer. It's a one-stop shop. For beverage services for a 250 to 500 person wedding or even a 3,500 person gala. It's one of the largest beverage caterers in Mississippi. It can service the entire state. So call Sarah Black at 601 398 0151 for your catering needs. Knock that off your list and let the Iron Horse Grill make your event one that is memorable forever. Uh, we're also brought to you by uh, Dead Soxy. Going to have a, a little bit more of an announcement on something new at Dead Soxy as early as tomorrow. Really, I know they are very appreciative of the uh, number of people that took advantage of the referral code, the number of people that have taken advantage of the uh, support sale. If you go to their website, uh, deadsoxy.com, they've got uh, a number of uh, socks at deeply discounted prices. A lot of you have taken advantage of that. If you haven't yet, you should. It's deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with a Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. Every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick. Gives you comfort and support that will last. A lot of online brands sell an 8-inch or 10-inch mattress with less support and durability not uh, Nest and Wild. From the twin size to the California King, every Nest and Wild mattress is one foot thick, 100% American made. The pricing is competitive when compared to the rest of the mattress companies, and we throw in a podcast discount that makes it even better. It's also a no-risk decision. Nest and Wild believes in their product so much that they're offering a 99-night trial on every mattress. So try it out. Sleep on it for 99 nights, and if you don't like it, you can return it nestandwild.com order your mattress use the podcast code rebel20 that's rebel20 and get 20% off your purchase your mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days podcast is brought to you by special orthopedic group they are open in all three locations Tupelo, oxford and new albany if you have uh, urgent ortho related injuries you can skip the er at locations you can also uh, get virtual health telemedicine patients have direct access to all sog physicians and nurse practitioners also, 24-hour access to appointments at 662-767-4200. No referral is needed. Walk-ins are welcome. Uh, just from back in the day, Fabian Lovett, he was a uh, 5.73 star. Again, as you said, out of um, Olive Branch is where he uh, he was from. 
Ole Miss, Memphis, Purdue, Southern Miss, uh, some of his uh, his schools at the time. And then Jerry Jones, he was more known – he was a four-star recruit, but uh, more known for his Twitter account. He uh, was quick to uh, ruffle uh, Ole Miss fans' feathers on social media from back in the day. He was one of uh, State's more uh, more vocal prospects, commitments, signees, whatever you want to call them, from, uh, from that class. So sometimes funny how the world works. But anyway, here we are in uh, May 2020. So – uh, I'd kind of forgotten about Fabian Lovett. Had you? Yeah, yeah. I, I had to ask Zach for a minute. Now, who's that? I have a hard time me. remembering where they're from in past classes, like that thing with Jones or even Lovett. I'm like, okay, Meridian, Olive Branch. Like, I don't know in my head. I'm going where? I'm better at the kid 15 well, years ago than I am two years ago. I remember the Olive Branch stuff from a couple of years ago because oh, that, that, oh. that created quite a fire. Well, that was kind of stupid. I mean. Looking back, there was some justifiable annoyance there, probably. I'd, I'd, yeah, on a lot of things, guys. Yeah, don't don't was, get us started. I was a little annoyed too. It was flames now. It's okay. Um, Bryce Williams in the transfer portal. Uh, somebody reported it. I don't see the guy's name right now, but I nonetheless, whatever that, is there. That would only be news if Bryce Williams were not in the transfer portal. Uh, who said this? Let me find it. Matt. Mark Matt Zenith, I think. Is that who it was? Somewhere, yeah. Okay, I, whatever. I don't know where he is now. So it's not a shocker is what you're telling me? Mr. It would McCray? only be a shocker if he weren't in the transfer portal. So is the see, roster set? Yeah, see, they can only have 13 uh, players. Yeah, I got that. And so if you keep 15 players, you can only put 13 on scholarship. You're going to have an issue. You alleviate the issue by letting a couple of guys go. Ah. Bryce Williams is one of those couple of guys. Yeah, the roster's set. They're done. So who are the main incoming guys? What what, what does this roster look like? How is this thing transitioned? It, the roster is Devontae Schuler, Jarkel oh, Joyner, in front of you. Matthew okay. Morell, Domencio Vaughn, uh, Austin Crowley, uh, Blake Henson, K.J. Buffin, Luis Rodriguez, Hadim C., Sammy Hunter, Robert Allen, Sean Robinson, and Romello White. That is your roster. My anticipation is that um, – Robert Allen will have to, unless the one-time transfer thing is approved, he'll have to sit a year as a transfer. And my other anticipation is, if possible, they'll redshirt Sammy Hunter, who played some last year, and try to get him a little stronger and a little more ready to go. Because obviously, Romello White and Hadim C and um, you know they're going to get the lion's share of the minutes in the post. So what's your, I mean, look, it's May, whatever. We don't even know what the season's going to look like. But I mean, is this is this a is this a roster overhaul that does allow for decent expectations? Should, yeah. Should should it play through paper? Yeah, they're going to be a lot older, a lot tougher. I mean, I think today is Jarkel Joyner's twenty first birthday. Devontae's got to be twenty one, twenty two by now. Oh yeah. Uh, Hadim C is, I'm guessing twenty twenty one. Um, Romello White's probably 21, 22 years old. Played a lot of basketball, too. A lot of dudes who've played a lot of basketball, yeah. You know, Jarkel played a lot at um, Bakersfield. Devontae's played a lot at Ole Miss. Adim's played a year at Virginia Tech now and a year at Ole Miss. And uh, obviously, Romello White's Romello's played a lot played at Arizona State. Three years of a lot of basketball at Arizona State. So it, it's an experienced team. And Domencio Vaughn's played a bunch at Ryder. I mean, Domencio Vaughn's probably 22 years old. It's a it's a veteran team. It's an older team. It's a tougher team. 
I expect they'll be a little nastier. They'll be a lot deeper. It takes some pressure off of Sean Robinson next year. It takes some pressure off of Matthew Morrell. You don't. You no longer ask Matthew Morrell, hey, man, come in and score 20 if you could. And if he comes in and scores 20, great. Now you don't have to have him do it. Now you can say, hey, just come in and acclimate, play. Um, and it takes some pressure off Austin Crowley, who I thought felt pressure last year. Yeah, no doubt. It lets Blake Henson and Luis Rodriguez and K.J. Buffin potentially come off your bench. It lets Kermit coach the way he likes to coach. I mean, K.J. Buffin, Blake Kinson, Matthew Morrell coming off your bench. It's before you even mention, you know, what if what if Crowley is healthy? I mean, Crowley got impacted last year by Mono. Anybody who's ever had Mono, you know what Mono does to you. Imagine getting Mono in the middle of a basketball season when you're asked to be run up and down a floor all day. And you really can't keep food down, and no, you don't just, feel good, and you're kind of lethargic, and suddenly you have no prayer of max efficiency. Yeah, I mean, you know, get your, you get your ass beat. What happens? And that's what happened to him. Um, they they've got a chance to be a really good team. Now, I think the league's going to be really good. I mean, we've had that conversation. I mean, you look around at recruiting classes, and uh, Alabama's recruiting at a really high level. Arkansas's recruiting at a really high level. A and M is. Uh, LSU for now is recruiting at a really high level. Auburn's got a very talented roster. Kentucky's Kentucky. I mean, it's it's a bitch of a league, but they ought to be uh, they ought to be right there in it. They having a veteran tough team lets Kermit kind of coach Kermit's kind of team, and typically when Kermit gets to coach his kinds of teams, he's pretty damn good. Hopefully, we have a basketball season and fans are allowed to be there. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, obviously. Football is the primary concern times a thousand, but as of right now, what do you expect from a basketball? Is there? Even, it's really too early to even guess that one. Tell me what happens with football, and yeah. I'll start telling you what happens with basketball. I mean, but I guess in, I mean in look, theory, look, the NBA is going to play. When soon? Because the NBA has figured out that if they don't play the playoffs. I don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the regular season. I think most teams had like 14 games left in the regular season. I don't know what happens with that. But if they don't play the playoffs, they lose $900 million. That's a lot. They're going to play. Well, yeah, look, and all this, I don't know how it's going, what it's going to look like. I don't know what exceptions are going to be made. I don't know what rules are going to be in place. But you, you wrote this the other day. I've been saying this for a while. At the end of the day, I'm going to go the side of the money. When it really gets down to it, Pretty much with all sports. I'm gonna follow the money. They're gonna find a way to make it work. Just the way just the way life is in a lot of ways. It is what it is. We talk about keep it real, that's usually how it works. Well, and for every LeBron James out there, I'm not knocking anybody, by the way. I'll never knock one of the players who says, Hey, I'm a little concerned about my health. Cool, I get it. I can't criticize that. No, no, that's up to each individual and how they, they see that. But sure. for every LeBron James that probably could handle I mean, look, LeBron could not play this year and it's gonna be all right. But there's there's nine or ten dudes for every LeBron that needs the money. Needs it. And that's across every sport. Yeah, but hundred percent. But I'm talking NBA right now because we were talking about basketball. Is yeah. is the NBA is going to do something that's going to create some sort of a blueprint where at a minimum basketball could do this or do that. I still and I'm, I've been consistent on this, and if I'm consistently wrong, so be it. 
I still don't think you can get away with college games with absolutely no crowd. No family, no students. Feels like a feels like a real reach, honestly. Um but we'll see. I was and this kind of ties in, just my thought about it. I was talking to somebody yesterday who has knowledge of these sorts of things and when I asked if you had a fanless football season, Neil did a little bit of this on G Pits too, what would it actually mean to the university from a budget standpoint? <laughs> and the guess was somewhere between twenty five and thirty million dollars. When you obviously tons of loss, but then you also have some other things you wouldn't have to pay for. By the time you circulate it both sides to the middle, they thought somewhere between twenty five and thirty million. It hurt like for, a for Ole Miss, because yeah. this was Ole Miss related. It would hurt. Yeah, well, yeah, a little bit. Because <laughs> my question I, it's to the person was, hey, I get this is kind of dumb in a way, but it's not dumb in a way. At what point would sports cutting be necessary? That's kind of how we led into this conversation, is at what point would a varsity sport have to be removed? And this was a guess, but it was a very educated guess, said we could handle one year. Could get through one year of this. That's what, that's what Gabe said Missouri people told him to. Yeah. One year. Yeah. 25 to 30 million. It would suck, but we could figure it out. Really tightening the belt. Yeah. And then after that, well, I mean, I, I, you know, there's. Like, like you wouldn't see softball teams going, hey, let's go have a tournament in Hawaii. Well, no, I sp- that's exactly where I was going. There's Even to this spring, Ole Miss, whatever, this is not inside baseball, is or I'm telling you something I've talked to a coach about. But just in general, yeah, there could be scheduling changes where. Hey, do we really need to spend that forty grand for y'all to go to Arlington and play that tournament in February? Answer's no. How about y'all just host somebody here and we'll do it do it yeah. that way? Yeah. Because yeah. Ole Miss is supposed to go to Arlington in February. Yeah. You know how Arkansas State likes coming over here? Why don't we do that? It's, not, <laughs> it's gonna be the year that when the coach goes, Well, our RPI ADs are gonna have to say, you know what? The RPI will be what the RPI is, Mike. Yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll win deal some, with it. Win some league games if you can. Yeah, you're in the SEC. Figure it out. And, and, and listen, coaches have security right now because an incredible buyout is out of the question. I mean, you're going to fire a coach and, hey, $12 million to go away. Come on. Yeah, that's not even. Come on. Now, on the flip side, if you're a coach that's not winning, better make sure there are no young girls or dead boys in the bed. Better be really careful with your private life. Is Better it, go clean. It's, it's the other way, right? It's dead girls and young boys. I'm not sure. Either one. It's Yeah, I'm not sorry. But yeah, it's the just, other way. You better be squeaky clean if you're not winning. <sighs> but you make a good point. I mean, in the pros, everybody goes, oh, they'll be fine or whatever. The majority of that roster needs to play in everything. Football. You got guys on that 53, they need games. Well, now, listen. That's how they get paid. Let me break news to you. The NFL's going to play. Yeah, breaking. Yeah. The NFL's going to play. The King's going to take the field, and then we'll see where everything else falls from there. They, they might socially distance the yeah, hell out whatever. of their stadiums. But they will kick a ball in the air and get this but thing started. They will play. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons, and I wrote about this a little bit, I think, in the deal I wrote about Keith. And I ran this by some people, in total honesty. I ran it by Keith, among other people, too. And nobody told me I was wrong. One thing, and look, I think we're on a path that we're going to be okay. And a lot of this is going to end up being, people ask, why do you talk about this? If it, you know, Well, because as of today, this is when they're having these conversations. This is what they talk about. 
They can't afford in an AD call, a conference call, to say, hey, you know what, guys? I think this thing's going to burn off this summer and we're going to be good to go in August. If so, great. Ready, ready break. Yeah, if so, great. But yeah. hey, let's prepare in case. You do have to plan for what if. And the what if that they're all planning for is what if you have to socially distance and all that stuff. And one of the things that I, I know is on the table is because I think the NCAA passed some legislation as it pertained to this today with Division Two and Division Three, with they took away the minimums for games so that, you know if you don't play a maximum schedule you don't get punished this year mm-hmm. um one of the things that's on the table is if nothing has happened by the time the first weekend rolls around college colleges could punt into late september early october mm-hmm. let the nfl play three weeks and then be able to go well they did it now we can of course yeah so that, it actually that, makes a lot of logical sense. It does, although I think now it's becoming obvious that the NBA is going to play. And I think a handful of baseball – Barrett and I were talking about this in Atlanta. He thinks he thinks the Braves will play, and at some point in August, the Braves will have fans in the stands. I tend to agree with it. And that may be the precursor that goes, okay. Yeah. That's enough to – you know, maybe it's socially distancing the stadiums. I know the Ohio State AD said today that he thought, I think he said twenty to 30,000 fans mm-hmm. in the horseshoe. Okay. But, man, that's – but here's the thing. Today's May the 20th. This conversation could sound completely different one way or the other on July the 20th. On April the 20th, if I had said, oh, there will definitely – the NFL will definitely play. There will definitely be a season – People would push back and go, well, you don't know that, man. I mean, we don't know. On March the 20th, people would have said, you're insane. Mm-hmm. On May the 20th, people go, yeah, it's kind of trending in the right direction. Looks like it's kind of okay. By July the 20th, we might be going, yeah, man, full speed ahead. Who knows? I thought it was interesting. There was a, a story that Sahadev Sharma and Patrick Mooney did in the athletic. Um, they cover the Cubs for those that don't know. And they, uh, and I'm sure it wasn't particularly scientific because they just did the best they could, but they polled fans. They got as many subscribers and stuff as, as they could to respond. And the percentage of people that said they would go to a game without a vaccine in Illinois, this, you know, probably the majority of the people are Midwesterners, it was like 60% said they would go. Okay. So some of the. And, and this is sports fans. Yeah, this is not just yeah. general. Yeah. Population. And so, you know, and Keith said this the other day, you know, that some of the social distancing stuff might happen organically. Right. And before everybody goes, well, those that's Yankees. I mean, listen, there gonna be a lot of 70-year-old people that normally would go to a football game who might say, you know what, I sit this one out, I'll watch it home. I'll give the tickets to so-and-so. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's not unrealistic that that would happen across the country. No, not at all. Continue to talk in one second. First, talk about Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. Both stores are open. Regular business hours. Tyson's utilizing a walk-up window, and G&M is offering curbside service. Both stores are still dedicated to free local delivery and able to deliver, deliver same day as well. You can find out more of their specials, hand sanitizer sales, and more on their Facebook pages. And again, it's 662-236-2222. Uh, we're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a company selection of new and previously owned nissan vehicles go in test drive one today it's grenada nissan usa.com there's a new mind on my money out today um 
I'll put up a link at rebelgrove.com in a little bit, but it is out on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever it is that you get your podcast. It's brought to you by Pinnacle Trust, Pinnacle Trust based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle Trust, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. Cookie-cutter financial planners put you in a box. Pinnacle Trust builds a box just for you. To learn more about Pinnacle Trust, go to Pintrust.com. That's P-I-N-N-Trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You get 10% off your first year's fee. Remind me to come back and tell you about... uh, Regency Travel, I need to pull up an email that John sent me so I can give you guys some uh, updated information about some openings. Uh, The podcast is also brought to you by Oxford University Bank. OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford, when you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home, all the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with the personal touch. When uh, you call OUB, you speak directly with a live person. There's no 10 buttons to push, no five minutes to wait. You also get the absolute best cash checking account. It's called Casasa. And with Casasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. Uh, To learn more about OUB, all you have to do is go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com. Or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. Podcast is brought to you by In-House Interior and Design. 662-681-6241 is the the number to uh, give them a call. Maybe you have something. You've been around the house a lot lately. Maybe there's something you want to change, including uh, big projects. Maybe improve the equity in your home as well. Nikki has more than 30 years of combined experience in the interior design business, and they will uh, take texts or calls to help you in any way you can. They give discounts on new clients, on dorm room assignments that we hope will be uh, used here very, very soon, and more. So, again, 662-681-6241 is... Uh, is the number yeah we're shooting for uh five o'clock that's asking the stream a couple times there hoping for five o'clock tomorrow for our uh our show i guess it'll be at five either way we're just hopefully have the content we are searching for i think it will i need to i need to text her in a minute but i think we're good okay so yeah five o'clock we'll have apparently a lot of wine tomorrow is the way i understand it or at least a lot available i don't know we're we're not gonna be chugging bottles um, that i'm aware of but you never know never know big glasses Last time I had check ca- the tannins. The last time I had cask, it was really good. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm, I'm not aware of it. So I'm. It's I'm really good. I'm, it's about an hour north of the Golden Gate Bridge. And uh, well, I hate to speak out of turn, but it's around <laughs> Napa. I started to say which county, but I'm not positive. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I've uh, got into the peanuts from last week a little more. Those were still excellent, by the way. Um, yeah, they're really uh, thanks good. For, uh, fa- thanks for thanks thanks for those. Those were uh, those were really great. good. The um the the honey ones, the honey roasteds. Yeah, are, I've had to avoid those. They're very very good. Um, they're they're excellent. See where an unnamed NFL player is suing United Airlines, saying he was uh, sexually harassed. See this? I did not. Reading from ESPN here it says 
as I said, an unnamed NFL player is suing United Airlines, alleging he was sexually harassed, assaulted, and violated by a female passenger on a February flight from Los Angeles to Newark, New Jersey, and that the airline failed to properly respond to complaints. The civil suit filed in Los Angeles County Court on Monday seeks unspecified statutory and punitive damages from the airline, according to the lawsuit. The player and another passenger in the same row made four complaints to flight attendants. The woman was making, quote, unwanted sexual advances before she was moved to a different seat. The two men are suing United, the lawsuit says, because the airline refused to give them the name of the woman, the flight attendants, and potential witnesses, and because the airline failed to follow policies to respond to sexual harassment and assault on the February 10th flight. It's a frustrating thing when that happens. You get that all the time, don't you? So it's just a thing. Um, According to the law scoot, the men first alerted flight attendants that the woman was disruptive and belligerent and appeared to be intoxicated. They notified the flight attendants again. The woman made sexual advances toward the NFL player, massaging his knees and thighs. And then more than an hour into the flight, the woman's advances intensified, the men allege, and she allegedly grabbed and groped the player. Flight attendants were notified. You know, this story is very poorly written because when I first read the first couple parts of it, I went, Okay, so she said something a couple times. Give me a break. I, I do understand if you're physically being touched and whatever. Drives me crazy when it happens. Yeah. Okay, fair it's enough. Constant. But you know what I mean. The level that we take this does, to me, depend on the level well, sure. of the assault yeah, or of course. whatever. And look, there's going to be a lot of people that read that and go, oh, come on, woman on man, whatever. But uh, no, it counts no, for anybody. No, 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 no absolutely. No, no. That, that's, that's a thing. Um, the woman continued her advances, the lawsuit says, pulling off protective face masks the player was wearing. Ooh, well, that's not good. Uh, now we got problems. And grabbing his genitals, at that point, the player jumped yeah, no. up from his seat and complained in front of the entire plane. The woman was touching him. The player went to the rear of the plane and again notified a flight attendant. That's when the woman was removed from the row, according to the lawsuit. Hey, how in the hell did this stay quiet this long? Because did somebody on the plane not recognize that player? I mean, obviously, it wasn't Tom Brady. I get that. Yeah, I mean, I don't but, know. I mean, you, you could walk past NFL players yeah. today and not know. I mean, there's 50-something players on all 32 teams. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. interesting no video popped up, though. You know what I mean? Like, when the guy jumps up and starts complaining, I'm surprised the cell phone didn't go up. Yeah. That's the kind of thing yeah. I'm surprised by. I am surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Like, if the entire Baltimore Ravens walked by me, I couldn't pick them out by name or by face, obviously. But this is... United's in trouble here. This sure. Is, this is not good. No, because had that been, I mean, flip the sexes, there would have been prosecution. Yeah. As there should be, by the way. I mean, as a rule, you don't grope another woman when you get on the plane. That just that just typically doesn't go well. It's not a great idea. <laughs> Common decency issues. Escalated that, to that, that quickly that it went from saying whatever was said to taking the mask off, touching, grabbing, the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, look, that's never going to happen to me, and I'm never going to have to worry or deal with anything like that. But if it did, I would be very uncomfortable and unhappy about the situation. Well, yeah. I mean, so, you know. Because people around have to notice, too. This is not one of those, hey, one guy notices. I mean, this has got to be a rose of people going, hey, what the? Yeah, there had to to be other people right around it that saw it happening that, no one said anything. And had it been a man doing that to a woman, people would have said something. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And this happened in, did I say February? He was wearing a mask or protective headgear, so it had to be since then. March, probably, at yeah. least. Um, um, what? Just a comment on this, this stream. Uh-huh. 
No, February 10th. Oh. He was wearing a mask on February the 10th? That's even before, like, I, I don't know. I mean. That seems a couple of weeks before we, we, were, we kind of really locked down, doesn't it? I mean, it was a couple of weeks before we locked down. We were talking but, about it okay. at that point, I, I guess. That was the week before the first week of the college baseball season. Or the week of the first college baseball yeah. season. That was the Monday of the college baseball start. It was being discussed at that point, but it was early. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised that's stayed quiet this long. And even now, unnamed. That's it. It'll come out now. Oh, yeah. His name will come out. Yeah. Give it a day and you'll be able to figure this one this or one out. I'm sure if you dug hard enough right now, you'd find it on some Reddit thread or something. It would somebody's be, got oh, it. Oh, yeah. Somebody's got there it. There is a cell phone video that's on some thread somewhere that Probably. just hasn't popped up. It, it, it'll be mainstream by the end of the week. All right. Let's take a poll. Uh, what position does the player play? What do you think? What are you going with? Defensive back. I was going to go with wide receiver. Because he's so, probably yeah. a really fit looking guy. Because she's probably not. The woman had some liquid courage in her. And she's probably started. not groping the offensive tackle or the defensive tackle. You got something against those guys? I mean, they're just bigger. Yeah. Quarterbacks are too recognizable no matter who you are. Yeah, yeah. You, you, would, you would know like Joe Flacco, for example. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going there. Nope. Uh, <laughs> we have a live thread. People get in if you have interest, if you have curiosity. Oh, Ryan Marshall says he's got a buddy that that's worn mask on planes for years. I'll be honest, that's probably pretty smart because planes are it's recirculated air. Planes. Did you see like a month ago that GIF from the Washington Post, or I think it was Washington Post, that showed the way the the the, the droplets would move in on, on an airplane? Uh-uh. Terrifying. I mean, that stuff was spreading. Well, there's a reason that for no, rows and nobody's rows and rows. flying right now because nobody's traveling. Did you see the uh, the thing on Twitter a couple days ago, or maybe it was today? It was this morning about the uh, the rental cars being parked at stadiums. Yeah, yeah. I've got I did, pictures I, where they're using stadium parking lots to use to put rental cars in because nobody's traveling. So yeah. there's no reason for the rental cars at all. It was Angel Stadium was the one that I saw in the yeah, pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of want to know their system for keeping up with the keys and where the cars parked in in, in a in a in an area that large. Wouldn't want to be in that field right now, the rental car field. Oh, you're you're hurting. Oh, then good luck. Nobody's running running cars right now at it, all. New York Post says it's an NFL player from New Jersey. So, see, that's what I mean. We're, we're already starting oh, we're, to... We're narrowing it down quickly. From New Jersey, as in... I guess he's originally from. Oh, okay. That's where he grew up. Not that like he plays lives. with the Jets or the Giants and they play in that... I guess it can conceivably... At that point, you've now narrowed it down to about 110 people. You get a text on it? No, no, no. Oh. Something else. <laughs> no. Pretty sure it was not Eli Manning. The people that are asking. No, I think he would have been noticed. He's here too. He's been here for, like yeah, he's, for a month. Maybe, yeah. He's been around here a while. Uh gosh, whatever. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, we got any boxes this week, or nothing coming yeah. in, or what? I mean, we're not gonna open them now. I'm just kind of curious. Like three so we have far. Three. Yeah. I mean, we have plenty of stuff for tomorrow, so yeah. it's, it's all good. Proud to make a renewed effort to get more boxes. Okay. 
means posting your address in more public places. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the way that works? Someone said, Marv says, when referencing a sexual assault case, y'all ask what position, praising at its finest. That's true. <laughs> I thought about that. <laughs> I'm 50 years old. It doesn't matter anymore. So, um, But yeah. I did not realize that error as we were... Uh, as we were uh, as we were doing that, when do you think kids are gonna come back? You think it's gonna start staggering in the first or the fifteenth? Um, yeah, throughout that, um, I've been saying this for a while. The league is begging the teams once this is passed to bring them in in a staggered approach to not open the floodgates. I know that I've heard they're going to allow as many as seventy to report right away. That seems like a really big number. It's my understanding that the league is begging them not to bring 70 in on the first day. The league is begging them not to have a problem. I expect this to be football only. We get that question a lot. Yes. Other sports later, no. they figure that out later. This Much is football. later. This is football. Football. Um, People that are asking about baseball and when, when will baseball report. And listen. I think you're looking for returning players mid-July at the at earliest, the earliest. Right now. And that's only if they're that's a super, guess. That is not reporting. That's only if they're super confident that hey, football is going to go off without a snag. Yeah, we're going to get that football money. Until there's a football season that looks really positive, nothing's happening. I mean, nothing. We don't want to spend money on it. You don't know what else is going to happen. You, you don't know can't. what's going to be played. Yeah, you can't. So, you know. I mean, Matt Mott was on the podcast. I can't remember when, seven, eight, ten months ago, whenever this started. And, you know, he he talked about how it's possible they have a shortened season, a conference-only season, whatever, because they're probably not going to have them on campus as early as they'd like to have them. One thing that we've gotten past, though, is because at first, for a long time, there was talk about when they brought them back, there'd be a two-week quarantine. And now that won't be the case. Might be a two-day quarantine. Not two weeks. Just a check. Got to check everybody. It's going to be a check. However long it takes to administer the test and get the results back. Yeah. I mean, I was talking um, was talking to a coach in another school. He said he's going back in like a week um, that they're uh, they're doing some of that. So, yeah, coaches are going to start trickling back in here in the next seven to ten days. And then uh, players shortly after uh, after that as well is what we think. Uh, waiting on a vote. The, the guesses are that they will just let the – the barrier pass, not setting any new legislation and basically say, yeah, yeah. just carry on as yeah. you, as, as you would. This doesn't actually require a new vote. It just needs right. to let the current thing lapse. Right. right. I know it's technicality, but still it's going to lapse. They're going to come back. I wouldn't, I think the big 10 is saying June 8th. Saw that, you know, a little different demographic there with some of the cities involved, but, like I've told you, I've I know of a freshman at one of the schools, not not Ole Miss, but an SEC school, who is being told to expect to move into his dorm June the twenty sixth. Okay, which would go along with what I've heard the league is begging the teams to do, the schools to do, the programs to do, which is to bring them in in a staggered way to sort of bring some bring one group in, acclimate. Mm-hmm. All right, we're good. Now bring in more acclimate okay we're good and people say that's ridiculous whatever i agree except 
Let there be a breakout inside one of these programs where you were stupid and suddenly you've got 17 positive cases. The whole thing's getting shut down. The media is going to come after you. Yeah. The national media is going to turn it into the the Black Plague and they will write about those 17 kids as if they are fighting for their lives. No matter if they're asymptomatic or quarantined or anything else. So, yes. So it's about being smart. Yeah. Because if you can do it smart, here's the reality. Coaches want they, – they, the coaches, if you said, when do you want your players? They'd say yesterday. When do you need your players to get ready for a season that starts on Labor Day weekend? July 1. So you have the entire month of June to acclimate smart. If you don't take that month – or if you create a problem that pushes July into a problem area, well, that was dumb. So we're going to see who can kind of be cool and be smart and be patient. It's actually where I think Lane Kiffin is a pretty good fit for, for this situation. I think he will be kind of smart because he has been one that, at least publicly, has made comments along the lines of the virus will tell us when we can play and mm-hmm. things like that. He's talked about common sense, about – if, you, if it's not safe for people to be in the stands, it's not safe for that many people to be standing on a sideline. So probably a decent sign that, that they will try to do it the right way. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. VisitOxfordMS.com is the website. You can save now and stay later. If you go to the website and you're wanting to come into Oxford for anything as uh, as dates move on, check this out this because any of their hotels, there's a lot of uh, hotels with promo codes, with uh, percentages off. I'm seeing 20% off advanced purchases for a lot of dates, including uh, basically the second half of the year. You can take advantage of those. So uh, go there if you're coming to town for anything. It is definitely worth a look. Again, that's visitoxfordms.com and then click the big save now, stay later banner in the middle of the page. They've got... Uh Stuff to Yellowstone that you can do now. Um, people okay. later in the summer. Um, Montana. Lots of different things. Looks like stuff's stuff's opening up. I know yesterday the, there was a lot of people that were concerned about uh, the Florida beaches uh, being able to you know rent like VRBOs and that kind of thing that had been kind of held up. Well, and, it was one of the dumber, unless somebody can convince me otherwise, one of the dumber bits of legislation because yes. you could do a resort or a hotel, pack it in like sardines, but you couldn't rent an Airbnb or a VRBA or VRBO or a vacation rental. I was completely incapable of understanding the logic. Because there was none. And I was talking to a buddy this week who he had gone to Orange Beach, and he said because of that, Orange Beach looked like the 4th of July right now. Yeah. That it was just hopping because of everybody not in Florida. But that legislation was was smartly removed, and now you can, effective this weekend, you can rent. I think it's effective Friday. Maybe it's Thursday. I don't know. Maybe it's today. Beats the hell out of me. But you can do it uh, if you're – Looking to plan something. Yeah, not only did the the, the the rule have to lapse, but they had to also have a waiting period. So they're letting the waiting period go away before they, they, they allow this. It's like the restaurant thing. You have to have a mask to walk in the restaurant to your table. Then you can take the mask off. And then you got to put it back on to go to, to the bathroom. Leave. Well, you're, look. You're like, well, but, but, but I've argued this with friends for a couple weeks. And I, I'm... I'm not even talking about both sides of my mouth because I understand I'm friends with multiple restaurant and bar owners in town. Yeah. Like I understand sure. you want them the ability to make a living. I have no problem yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. I have no issue. And I get you can't eat with a mask on. Duh. 
But I've also got some other buddies that own some other retail businesses in town. And frankly, if I'm them, I'm pissed off because I go, okay, so in the restaurant, they can spend an hour sitting at a plate, eating food, spitting all over the place, and I don't have to wear the mask. But if you walk into my establishment for five minutes, you've got to have the mask on the entire time before you leave. And it's not about wearing the, Look, just put the stupid mask on. I sure. don't. Do I sure. know if it works? No. I have no idea, but if that's what will move this thing along, sure, whatever. Um, at this point, I'm not worried that that's going to lead to governmental legislation on my clothing in, in a year. I just don't think we're making no. that. Th- that does not appear to be a very slippery slope at the moment. No. That, appe- that, that appears to have like tons of sandpaper all over it on that yeah. slope. So point being, it is though, I don't know what the answer is. And I'm, I'm and, and I hate that guy. Like I hate when there's a kind of a complicated problem and the person goes, well, I feel like that doesn't make sense. Well, okay. What do you spend? I don't know, but I just, feel, I, I hate that guy that it's, can't give a real answer. It's stupid. But you don't my point. What's yeah. the answer, though? Just no mask, period? Like, yeah. Our restaurants can't open? Like, that's my no, thing. No, like, we got we to gotta open stuff. We're, 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 suicide rates are up. There's bad stuff. Well, that's, my, that's my argument, though. But, like, what is the correct answer? If we've got a mask rule, Honestly, how do you associate restaurants into it? Here's the honest answer. Sure. I've given this a lot of thought. I have long advocated the forming of a common sense party. You have. I have long advocated a, a major at institution called hand raise guy or girl. On both counts, I'm right. Okay. We need a common sense party. Okay. Here's common sense. Okay. Look at the data on who gets this, who gets sick, and who dies. Okay. The number of people, and it, frankly, it's 79 and up. It's, it's bad. What it does to those people is bad. What it does to diabetics is bad. So you have to have some common sense. You have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, am I at risk? And what is my level of risk? And then make decisions accordingly. In much the same way that you have to make a decision when you get in your car to buckle your seatbelt or not. If you go racing down the highway at 70 miles an hour and you have an accident and you're wearing your seatbelt, your odds of surviving the accident are higher than your odds of surviving the accident if you don't have a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Are you guaranteed, if no one's wearing a mask, are you guaranteed to not to, to, uh, to get it? No. If everyone's wearing a mask, are you guaranteed to not get it? No. Are the odds do the odds change? Of course. Mississippi has some of the worst numbers on younger people dying or getting very sick from this in other states because of pre-existing conditions, secondary conditions. Uh, I think hypertension is the number one. I'll go through those in a second if you okay. care. If you care, I'd love to hear them. Okay, but point being, in Mississippi, here is the cases and age. Or, sorry, death rate, four different ages. Okay. So, in Mississippi, uh, this is through yesterday. This is on the site. This is at the Department of Health site. You get the big coronavirus tab on the screen, and it takes you. to Mississippi has done a really good job with testing data. is complicated because you have private and public testing labs, and the testing data is out of all the place. But as far as charting this, putting it in tables, making it understandable, they've done a really good job with this. So, Okay. Mississippi to this point, let me scroll back up real quick to do this. They've had 11,967 total cases reported. So right at 12,000 
cases to this point. From an age standpoint in Mississippi, uh, 631 of those cases, again, 12,000, 631 are under 18 years old. Uh, 2,000 of them are 18 to 29, 18, um, 30 to 39 is 1,800. Here's what's interesting. As far as getting the virus, the 40 to 49 year uh, age range is the most likely to get the virus. Okay. 2,031 cases. But essentially, it's almost the same from 18 years old and up to 69 years old. Essentially, anyone who's in society has an equal chance of getting the virus. That does not seem to change. I mean, we're we're talking 1999, 1852, 2031, 1908, 1571. Statistically, it's pretty good. The disease does not discriminate. No. So these are numbers out of 570 from an age standpoint. It has killed no one under 18 years old in Mississippi. It has killed one person 18 to 29 in Mississippi. It has killed 10 people 30 to 39 in Mississippi. 19, 40 to 49, 41, 50 to 59, and then the big jumps. 127, 60 to 69, 158, 70 to 79, 133, 80 to 89, and then 81, 81 of 298 of anyone over 90 years old to this point who has contracted it. A um, lot of nursing home, a lot of long-term health care facilities have been uh, have been ravaged by this to this point as well. So yeah, your, your, your point being, I guess you're exactly right, but when you're factoring your, your conditions, it's age and maybe even pre-existing more so, but those two things combined for that is kind of where I was going yeah. with that. Um, let's so see. along my along my theory, so this chart is COVID nineteen underlying conditions and deaths. Okay, um, it's also by race and race and ethnicity, but I'm more worried about the actual diseases at the moment because there's no sign that the, that the disease picks on blacks or whites or Asians um, or whatnot. I'm looking right now to determine that. Uh, well, here's the problem: you don't know. I don't have. I have the number of, of, of deaths by ethnicity and all these levels, but I don't know what that's a percentage of, if that makes sense. I don't know what the denominator is. That's my problem. Gotcha. Like, I don't know how many cases. I don't know how many just total population. I don't know how to make that number mean anything. So that's the thing. Okay. Yes, look, in, in certain areas of Mississippi, the African-American community is by far getting hammered by this more than other ethnicities. There's no doubt about that. But is that strictly because of other things? I, I don't know. That's a question for somebody at Mississippi Today or somebody that has a whole lot more time and understanding of right. that topic. Yep. So point being, um, hypertension by far number one. If you have a pre-existing condition, the one that hurts you the most from a living with this is hypertension. High blood pressure mm-hmm. for anybody. Who, Untreated high blood pressure. Correct, yes. Right. Uh, cardiovascular disease number two and is a very close second. Those go hand in hand. Probably a lot of people that have both, frankly, if sure. you want to really put it together. Of course. Um, diabetes number three. That's not a shock. That's one that we've, we, we've talked about a pretty good bit. And then four, obesity is a, is a by itself without the other factors. And but, usually obesity. But all four of those factor yeah. into some to each other to some degree. Usually an obese person has some of those things in addition to being obese. Uh, renal disease is fifth. Big time fall. It is, this is a pretty staggered step down, and we, we, we've come down a good bit from there. Um, lung disease is actually a little higher than I thought it might be, but that's understandable given yeah, given sure. what it what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, neurological conditions is, uh, is next. Uh, liver disease, immunocompromised, and then uh, none noted. And that's the point. The, the none noted is very, very small. 
It is it is incredibly a small number of no other it's, conditions. It's infinitesimal. Known. Am I yeah, correct? I, I don't. It's so small on this chart that it doesn't have a number associated with it. It's there, but there's no number. It's infinitesimal. Yeah. For whatever reason, the national media will not report this. In much the same way, when the national media goes, more people tested positive today. Yeah, yeah. Well, what happened? See, is that a lot of people tested? So yeah, but the percentage is going down. So that feels significant. Yeah, it's why, and I had this conversation with a friend the other day, it's why the total cases number, I don't even care about anymore. I, I don't know what that means. That does nothing for me. Unless you're telling me recovered cases as well, and then hospitalizations all combined into one, I don't, whatever. I mean. Well, it's like the people that they're going, okay, well, if, if you test positive for antibodies, we call you a positive case. Oh, wait, hold up. Why? Why? But. It's two things. A down the road, yeah, I get it. I need. I we need to know who has it. If you haven't already been a positive case, yeah. give me a total case number down the road. That's very important. But that doesn't mean shit. But the antibodies for, means that you you were exposed to it. It doesn't mean that you had. It means you were exposed to the coronavirus. It doesn't mean that you had COVID nineteen, the disease. Correct? But it means you had to. No, it means you had to have enough of it to at least have the what they would consider immunity or the okay. antibodies though. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my point being, yeah, that, that's a very important number because that helps us understand how many people were total affected yeah. or infected. How close way. are we to herd immunity? Or yeah, that, that, or whatever. That's huge. But that gives me nothing as far as do we have a peak, a plateau, or are we getting better or worse or anything? That, that That's a dumb number that is fear-mongering at that point when you're adding them together. That's the point. The fear-mongering um, drives me crazy. In much the same way, the two things that drive me crazy are the fear-mongering, the, oh, no, 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 we can't do anything until we have eradicated this virus. I always want to go, do you realize what you're saying? I mean, stop a minute, take a step back, take a deep breath, have a glass of Chardonnay, and let's talk about what you just said. You're saying shut it all down, maybe for years. Really? And then the... And I'm about to upset some people. The over-the-top civil civil liberty guy. I am not wearing a mask. And I'm going to go into this Costco. And I'm going to, even though it says you got to wear a mask, I'm going to say, oh, hell no. I'm going to, you just, come on. It would be different if I had any sign that where this suddenly moves us into a socialist society. There's no sign I, I, I mean, I very clearly we're just like, hey, we're just kind of navigating our way through this little deal right here. So if you would, put on a mask. And my attitude to that is, all right, good. I'll wear a mask. We went to Trader Joe's the other day, and it said, hey, we appreciate you wearing a mask. They didn't even make you wear a mask. Okay. I just put one on. It makes other people feel a little better right now. There are some people that are freaked out. And who knows? Some of those people might have some of the stuff that we just mentioned. So they're a little freaked out. So if me wearing a mask for 35 minutes in Trader Joe's makes them sure. feel a little better, all good. Yeah. But we got to be real about a restaurant. There's if, if, but that's what I was going to. What is the answer, though? No mask. Unless you just want to so put that's my a mask point. on. I mean, that's cool. But if I'm another... If I'm another retail outlet, I'm mad. Like, what? What's the difference? Is if my- I'm a retail outlet, I I should be able to put up a sign similar to the one at Trader Joe's that says we would appreciate it 
if you would think about wearing a mask. But, but that's not the law in Austin. But you're welcome in here. Oh, I, and I know I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit, no, no, but, but, but that is the problem. I, I think the law's stupid. That is the problem. I'm it's, saying it. I think the law to make everybody wear a mask, there's no sign these masks are working. People are wearing the same damn mask over and over and over. I mean, you're, they're not wearing N95s correctly. I'm people, finding myself that I'm touching my face more when I have it on. I'm not meaning to. mask and they're doing this to talk to somebody and then put it back on. It's like, well, that defeats the purpose. I mean... <laughs> It, it, it and I did silly. So put up two things. Put up put up a sign that says we would appreciate it for right now if you'd wear a mask. And then if you if you do, great. And if you don't, it's okay. And then stop ridiculing the person that does wear a mask. I hate that. The person that's in a in a place and they put a mask on. You you see it on the internet. Why are you wearing a mask? You a sheep? No, they're wearing a mask because it makes them feel a little safer. And if it makes you feel a little safer... And it's potentially protecting you, dumbass. Yeah, so that's cool. Well, I'm not making I was fun in, of that person. I was in a, an establishment yesterday, and one of the employees had the mask on just around their neck. And I thought, well, yeah, thanks. Appreciate well, that. that. Well, your was, Adam's apple is really protected. He was now. like moving something and yeah. had it just hanging come down on. below his chin. I'm like, all right, come whatever. Yeah, yeah, come okay. on. Uh, you know, you, come on. That's But that's common sense. I'm for common sense. Yeah, and if you are the, you know, if you meet those as much as this sucks, right? If you're 75 years old with high blood pressure and diabetes, well, you probably don't need to go to the restaurant. Yeah, you probably don't need to go spend an hour at the Golden Corral. Have you eaten out yet? Mm-mm. I haven't either. No, and I'm not. I'm still getting takeout a pretty good bit, but but. I think I would go out to eat if I wanted to. I haven't really wanted to. Um, I had a conversation about potentially eating outside today, but didn't. I mean, I haven't done it. Um, the one thing I haven't, the debate that I've had is the gym. I don't know that I'd feel okay with that yet. I talked to Dr. Mike about the gym. He was like, yeah, you're probably okay. He was like, don't go to like a spin class or something. Yeah. Where it's enclosed. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. And the truth is, I mean, as much as people look at me like I'm an idiot, I've figured out a pretty good workout with my your tree with my tree. Did you Rocky Seven doing it in the front yard? <laughs> uh, did you did you feel a little weird when you walked in the first other than like grocery store the first time? Like, because I'll be where honest, that, where that is, I went and got a I went and got a haircut, yeah. and like when I pulled on the door, it was like, oh, like this is like I don't know, like I sat down in the chair and I was like, this is kind of weird. Like I have a not an anxiety, but just kind of a strange feeling a little bit as I'm doing this. I don't, I, I don't know. Now I'm kind of over it now. I think. Um, I mean, I'm being smart. I mean, you know, like like Caroline's going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Caroline's seventeen. Well, she's not going to get sick. At worst, she's going to get one of y'all sick. At worst, she's going to get it and bring it home. And yeah, I mean, the truth is, the odds of me dying—they're not high—from COVID nineteen is very low. I'm fifty, fairly fit. It's the, low. The odds of me dying are really, really low. Yeah, I mean, really low. So low that for me to go into a complete, total panic mode and shut my life down really doesn't make a lot of sense uh last couple minutes here but we're, we're probably gonna get by the way, banana they, pills thrown at us as where i was going the ncaa division one yeah. council voted to approve voluntary athletic activities in football men's basketball women's basketball to start june 1st and go through june 30th there had been a moratorium on that through may 31st other sports will be acted on at a later date so now the people that say oh so men's basketball's coming back probably not 
yeah, we'll see. Probably Does that not. mean school by school? I think it's or at least conference. My by guess conference. is it's conference by conference. Maybe okay. it's school by school. I don't know. I mean, the SEC is telling all their member institutions, "Do it if you want to do it. Please be smart." Yeah. Please, God, don't be stupid right now. To to their credit, they're kind of running the common sense party. Have common sense. This is kind of interesting. So, um, can't toss the football around yet, though. Do you know that? Oh, I saw part that. of the deal. No yeah, footballs. Yeah, yeah. Um, seeing this said, um, Woj says NBA reporting with Zach Lowe. NBA teams are expecting the league office uh, will issue guidelines around June first that will allow franchises to start recalling players who have left their markets to return as a first step toward a formal ramp up for the season's resumption. Richard, D- Richard Deesh says significant here for the Raptors. Number one, the border is closed to non-essential travel right now. Two, for those coming into Canada, says the government, if you have recently returned to Canada and you have symptoms, you must quarantine, self-isolate for 14 days. This is mandatory. What so. if you don't have symptoms? Um. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. If you've recently returned to Canada and you have no symptoms, I you apologize. You still have to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. So little the Raptors might there. set up shop somewhere else. Yeah, they might. That's been rumored. They might be the Milwaukee Raptors for a little while oh, or something. They, they might be the Gainesville, Florida Raptors. Well, right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. TD's been in town lately. Has he? Yeah, yeah. He's been around. So, yeah, he might not be headed back to Toronto. They might could be, be the Oxford, else. Mississippi Raptors. They could. Hey. They would draw well. They would draw well. That is that is a good point. They would uh they would absolutely um I had something else from the Twitter machine a second ago. I never I finished telling you because we got off on the tangent. Uh, oh, John Edwards with the Regency Travel oh, Incorporated yeah. in Memphis. So if you're going stir crazy and you want to book a trip and you're curious what is open, what's not open, here's the great part. John's on top of it. You give him a call, give him an email. He can help you out a lot. There are a lot of travel deals to be had right now. 901-494-3387. Jay Edwards at regencytravel.net. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options, and you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. Also brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis. In 2019, the team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. Bluff City values providing quality advice, experience, and access to all their clients and they invite an open dialogue beyond your annual review. They believe that everyone deserves financial security. No matter your level of wealth or financial goal, they will serve as an advocate and guide to grow a portfolio that is fruitful and sustainable for you. Give them a call at 901-365-3447 or email ben, B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. My mailbag is up. It's kind of screwed up because I don't really know what happened. I hit the uh, save button, and half of it disappeared. And so I tried to rebuild it this morning, and I think I missed some of the questions that I had originally answered. If if your question was not answered, I was not ignoring you. It was a snafu that I didn't realize until it was too late. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, home, commercial and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842. 3844. Obviously, I'm a little more of a golf nerd, but I think I had more interest in this thing last week with Rory and them than I do this Tiger Phil Brady Manning thing on Sunday. I, I'm I think I'd rather just have four golfers and play golf than I would two quarterbacks and two golfers and see how it uh see how it plays out. Plus we've kind of done the Tiger Phil thing. 
Yeah. I get Tiger's Tiger and whatever, but I have very little interest in this. I mean, I'll watch it because it's golf and it's live sports right now, but last week, to me, the the golf was not good. They were all rusty. It was fine, but it was live sports on TV. That was that was more compelling to me than what this is going to be. Yeah, I, I thought I would watch more sports than I did, and then I just got busy. Um, I watched a, a little bit of Bundesliga with Carson, and then I watched – one of the races at Louisville. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I meant to turn on the NASCAR and didn't. And then on Sunday they they showed uh, they showed all ten episodes of Last Dance starting at noon. Oh. And they also showed on MLB they showed a lot of Game Sevens. And believe it or not, it wasn't the Cubs Indians game that I ended up getting drawn into and watching. It was the 1979 Game Seven between the Pirates and Orioles. And I remember as a kid, I was nine, I remember as a kid begging my parents to let me stay up and watch that game. And I actually remembered more of that game than I thought I would. And I was kind of blown away that I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can remember Willie Stargell, what the count was when he hit a home run off Scott McGregor in the fifth or sixth inning, whatever that was, of game seven of the 1979 World Series. That is probably a sign that senility is well on its way. 91 is the first World Series that I have vivid memories of. I don't 91? Yeah, I don't think I have memories of anything before 91 that I can recall in my head. I remember the early 80s really well, the early 80s World Series cuz I was locked in. Locked. I was in. I was 7 in 91. Yeah, I remember the eight, ninety-one seven, World Series. Eight. Well, I mean, yeah. and I was—I mean, I was seven or eight, but I was a Braves fan, so I have yeah. whatever there. I'd like for Lonnie Smith to have slid, but otherwise, it was—it was fine. So anyway, I—I um, I, I did not watch the golf just because I got distracted on other stuff, and then the uh, the last two episodes of the Last Dance were really, really, well, really good. The golf thing, like you've got stupid golf Twitter, which is one of the worst Twitters. Everybody's Twitter is bad Twitter, but they're going, hey, the golf bad, or this, it's like, dude, just, it, it's four dudes on a golf course. Like, shut yeah. up. I mean, what it's were you there. Expecting? I mean, now look, did they need to try to talk to Bill Murray at one point? No, it was horrific. And you've got these announcers, it's a running joke in golf. You've got the players mic'd up. Shut up. They just let them talk. They talk over them. Yeah. They've got it and they go, Well, so and so said this. It was really funny. It's like, well, we would have heard that had you not needed to tell us about the eighth hole at Seminole at the moment. Just shut up. I would have paid for a simulcast with no announcers. That's why I'm I'm hoping Just let me hear the people. I'm hoping with Major League Baseball that if they can not be complete total idiots and let the financial thing stop them, that both sides are gonna have to look ahead and go, Hey, you know what, we're kind of investing in our future here. But assuming they can do that, mm-hmm. admit, hey, look, 30 teams are going to play. One team's going to win a, quote, World Series, end quote. No one's going to take it all that seriously. The other 29 teams are going to go, ah, it doesn't matter. So mic up the players. Yeah. Let it be funny. Yeah. Have fun. We will uh, we'll get into probably some unboxing tomorrow. Again, I hope we're having a uh, a wine show um, as well. We'll try to get that uh, that pinned down for you as soon as we can. We'll let you know in all of our different outlets what is uh, is going on with that. So appreciate all you guys today that uh, that hung out with us. This will obviously be in podcast form, where most of y'all are hearing it. We'll be back with another one tomorrow. Again, 5 o'clock on a start time Thursday afternoon. So take care, and we'll talk to you then.